It is Monday, March 29th here in Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to the 14th Quick Hit Podcast in our Dynasty Prospect Scouting Report series. I'm your host, Matt Schaff. With me, as always, is Jared Smola. You can now find 19 Dynasty Rookie Scouting Reports on DraftSharks.com. Every single one is free to read, and they will keep coming at you right up until the NFL Draft. You can check out every one of these accompanying podcasts by subscribing to the Draft Sharks YouTube channel, as well as any of our podcast feeds today. We are looking into Purdue wide receiver Rondale Moore. Jared, hit me with some background on Rondale Moore. Yeah, Rondale Moore, Kentucky's Gatorade Player of the Year as a high school senior in 2017. Massive season, 109 catches, 1,478 yards, 16 touchdowns, and he ran for 500, 537 yards and seven scores on 50 carries. Was a four-star recruit, according to most scouting services. Had nearly 30 D1 scholarship offers. Chose Purdue over some, you know, bigger name schools like Ohio State, Penn State, Georgia, Texas, had probably the most impressive freshman season I've, I've seen since, you know, really digging into these wide receiver prospects, you know, five plus years ago. Um, 114 catches, again, as a true freshman in 2018. That was tops in the entire nation. He was 11th in the nation with 1,258 receiving yards. He tied for eighth in the country with 12 receiving touchdowns. As you'd expect, the market shares were huge. 34% of the catches, 32% of the receiving yards, 43% of the touchdowns. Those are like good marks if we're talking about a junior or senior. For a freshman, they're you know basically unheard of. On top of that, Moore ran 21 times for 213 yards and two touchdowns. Also served as Purdue's primary kick return and punt return guy that season. Finished with a Purdue record, 2,215 all-purpose yards. Was named Big Ten Freshman of the Year. Big Ten receiver of the year and also became the first true freshman in Big Ten history to be named a consensus All-American. So, you know, awesome freshman season. Unfortunately, we just haven't seen much of Rondell Moore in the two seasons since. 2019, his season ended in Purdue's fourth game due to a hamstring injury. Uh, he, he did have, you know, his first two games of that season, 11 catches, 124 yards and a touchdown, 13 catches, 220 and a score. Was quiet in the third game exited uh, before halftime of the fourth. And then this past season, it was an abbreviated six-game season for Purdue due to COVID. Moore missed the first three games of the year after suffering another hamstring injury late in training camp last summer. Did play in the final three games last year, caught 15, 7, and 13 balls in those three games. So he accounted for 40% of Purdue's receptions, 29% of the receiving yards. So, you know, he, he remained super productive the past two years when on the field, but, you know, we only got, you know, about three and a half games out of him. Yeah. And, and barely getting to see him over these past two years makes him a difficult uh, evaluation now, especially because it's an important one because it's not like he's going to slide in rookie drafts. We'll see where he goes in the NFL draft. The guy's short, but he's a pile of rocks. I mean, awesome workout numbers, 92nd percentile or better in the 40-yard dash, the vertical leap, the three cone. Another part of the evaluation that makes it challenging is that most of his stuff in that big freshman season was short. 40% of his freshman year receptions came on screens, according to Pro Football Focus. That's a lot. And I mean, we said with Elijah Moore, it's not necessarily a bad thing if the team is trying to get you the ball, especially if you're a freshman getting the ball like that. But we didn't get a chance to see really over the past two years if he developed beyond that. And, you know, if we're talking about a 2020 season where 
15 or 20 percent was screens and he also had a bunch of downfield stuff i mean we could be talking about like an all-time college career here it's just tough Mm -hmm. to know where he would have gone from that freshman season so what have we seen on the film that is available for rondell moore yeah i mean i'd say purdue was smart just to you know get this guy get the ball in his hands as as quickly and as often as possible because i think at least among the guys i've studied so far he's the best in the class with the ball in his hands, you know, lightning quick, elite speed, which again, you know, he showed at that pro day with a sub four, three 40 time. And as you alluded to Matt, way more power than you'd expect out of a five, seven guy, he has 180 pounds. You know, there there's a video that that's become, you know, kind of famous, at least in like scouting circles of more squatting 600 pounds as a college freshman. You know, he, he plays much bigger than he's listed a really tough tackle. Like you said, he didn't do a lot, of stuff downfield at Purdue, but I, I do I do think he flashes the ability. To, you know, definitely route running wise. I mean, he with that burst and quickness, he creates big separation on short and intermediate routes. Very few deep balls at Purdue, but he was pretty successful on the deep balls I saw in the five games I watched. He obviously has the speed to beat guys deep. A good ball tracker, I think as well. You know, he's obviously not going to win in contested situations at his height. Didn't really do it at Purdue. He's not going to do it in the NFL. But again, I, I think there's more than what we saw at Purdue as far as, you know, stuff beyond the line of scrimmage. Yeah. I mean, we basically got one season of stuff to go on with him. So, I mean, there's gotta be more there. It's just tough to know exactly what that means. I mean, you could probably guess by the freshman year numbers and anything that you might've heard about more to this point, the the guy's fun to watch on tape. If you watch his highlights or the games or whatever, I mean, you're going to find some stuff that you really like. He's electric with the ball in his hands. As you mentioned, he's fast. He's agile, he's bouncy, he's not just a speed guy, but has the agility that you would expect from the three-cone number as well. Tremendous stop-start ability, which should help with the route running as well, whatever you know level he's running those routes at. Again, it's mostly short stuff to this point, so what is the usage going to look like in the NFL? That's probably going to depend quite a bit on what team drafts him, what offensive coaching staff is working with him, what their vision is. So that's you know another one of the tough parts. And then you know, the durability, the hamstring especially is worrisome because those can be recurring issues. We've seen it with Will Fuller. We've seen it with plenty of other players. So that's bothersome. We'll see where that goes. Can we call him injury prone? I don't know. It's just one particular thing, but mm-hmm. it's what we have to go on so far. So springing ahead, fantasy outlook, Jared, what do you, what do you have for this guy in the NFL? Yeah, I mean, again, like you've been talking there, there's a lot to like about him. There's a lot to be worried about. I do think, you know, two significant hamstring injuries the past two seasons is concerning. Um, the, the fact that we just didn't see him a whole lot in the last two years. And that, and then there's obviously the height. Um, five foot seven is like nearly uncharted territory. I mean, we just haven't seen many NFL wide receivers at that height. Actually, only one wide receiver in league history, five, seven or shorter, has reached a thousand yards. That was Richard Johnson back in 19. 19- 89. You know, more recently, we've seen Andrew Hawkins and Taylor Gabriel. They're both five sevens. Hawkins had an 824 yard season, but, you know, didn't even reach 550 yards in any other year. Gabriel has kind of had the most sustained success among wide receivers of that height. But I mean, he's, you know, he's never really been a fantasy asset. His best finish is wide receiver 41 in PPR points. So that said, I mean, more, I think is I think it's safe to say he's, you know, the best five seven wide receiver prospect we've ever seen come into the league when you, when you consider his athleticism and that massive freshman season. So I, I think he's probably going to be, you know, more productive than all these guys, but it does add risk to him. I do think, as you said, Matt, landing spot's going to be more important for him than a lot of these other guys we've talked about. He's going to need a creative offensive play caller, at least someone who just understands that, you know, like Purdue did, you know, you need to get this guy the ball 
in short area and just let because that's his best asset, you know, after the catch, making guys miss, using that power, using that speed. Um, again, I think he can do more than that, but he, he's definitely going to be best on that short stuff. And I also hope his NFL team gives him some of those jet sweeps and rounds that, you know, we, we see teams doing not more with wide receivers. I think more is, you know, good at that stuff will be an asset there. I, I think, you know, coming into the league now is good for Ronda Moore. I think, you know, you compare him to like a bigger Tavon Austin and Tavon Austin obviously busted, but if Tavon Austin came into the league now, I think there's a better chance he would have succeeded just with the way offenses have gone. So I, I think more is a high risk, high reward prospect. Uh, we'll see where he goes in the NFL draft. I've seen, you know, second, third round projections for him. I think, I think that makes sense. Yeah. So Jared tweeted out the, that chart of history on five, seven wide receivers. So you can go check his Twitter feed to find that list. You're not going to find a whole lot of names that you're familiar with. Richard Johnson, by the way, was a, a college running back before heading into the NFL and putting up that, that lone 1000 yard season. I expanded the search to five, eight or shorter to give a little bit more wiggle room and sorted for um, total PPR points, looking at stathead.com. In that group, only 14 seasons ever have been produced that would have ranked among the top 50 PPR scorers at wide receiver last year. 19 wide receiver seasons ever that would have ranked among the top 50 in 2019. So, you know, if you look at 5'8", give him a little bit more space, there is some room for production, but we're still not talking about wide receiver one type upside. Is Rondale Moore going to be more than Jermaine Lewis was for the Ravens back in the late 90s? That He had two seasons of 40-plus catches but never got above 42. You mentioned Tavon Austin. Is he a more muscular Tavon Austin? I think he's more of an athlete than Tavon Austin is, and he broke out right away in college, whereas Tavon Austin built up a little bit. Uh, does Rondale Moore have a higher ceiling in the NFL just in terms of numbers than Cole Beasley? I mean, that would be a fine career. That would be he could be a top 36 wide receiver at that level, but you know, what's the upside beyond that? So what makes me a little bit nervous about betting on Rondale Moore is that you're going to have to do it in the first round of a rookie draft. Most likely on dynastyleaguefootball.com right now, Rondale Moore is in the first round of rookie mock drafts. He is going just ahead of Jalen Waddle. He's ahead of Terrace Marshall and Elijah Moore among wide receivers, basically even with Trevor Lawrence too. So, I mean, if you're taking Rondale Moore, you probably have to take him over Trevor Lawrence in a one QB draft. So for me, it's probably not going to be a bet that I'm making where it has to happen. As we've said, I'll be very curious to see where he goes draft weekend. Cause if Rondale Moore is like a late first round pick to a good offensive situation with, with trustworthy coaches that we can believe in to use him well, and they clearly have a plan with where they draft him, then I might be more interested. If he's in the middle of round two to an iffier team, that's just, you know, trying to capture something like KJ Hamler going to the Broncos last year, you know, mm -hmm. he would have been more exciting in a different spot with the Broncos. It's like, man, eh, maybe he's their third receiver. So, you know, we'll see where he goes. I would say overall, if you're dead set on Rondale Moore being a star in the NFL, then go for him in rookie drafts, even if you have to take him late in round one, because you're going to wind up much more disappointed if you let me or somebody else talk you out of drafting him and he goes off in the NFL than you will if you take a shot and he doesn't pan out. Again, I'm probably just going to leave him for somebody else where he's most likely to go in rookie drafts. So. Yeah, landing spot's definitely going to impact his you know spot in our final post-draft rankings more than most guys. I'll say right now I'm going to be – Below consensus, like I, I'm going to have Elijah Moore ranked over Ronda Moore in my pre-draft rankings. You know that that is they're close enough where that can change post-draft. Um, it's interesting though; it's kind of like the, the defining thing about this year's wide receiver class is like these size outliers. We have you know Devonte Smith with the weight. Elijah Moore we talked about is like you know right on the threshold of like kind of the height we want 
these guys to be. The thing with Rondell Moore, though, is, again, it's not just the height. It's the hamstring injuries and the fact that we didn't see a ton of them the last two years. So you know, it, it's more than just the size question that, that we kind of have for Elijah Moore and Devontae Smith. More than just a size question. I like it, Jerry. We're going to finish it out. Check Thanks. out DraftSharks.com for the full scouting report on Rondale Moore, plus 18 others already posted, many more to come. As I mentioned, the prospect scouting reports are all free to read. You should lock in your DS Insider access while you're there, though. That way you can see where he lands in our dynasty rankings, as well as all the other wide receivers and other incoming rookies in this class. You can also access our 2021 redraft rankings and the MVP draft board. They've been live for a while now. They are also living in that they will change as things change leading up to the NFL season. You can find us on Twitter. We are at DraftSharks. Jared is at SmolaDS. I am at ShoutDS. That's S-C-H-A-U-F. For Jared Smola and the rest of the DraftSharks crew, I'm Matt Shaft saying thanks so much for swimming with us.